Sound can make wine taste better. Now I've got your attention. This is the Salentine Winery in Argentina. They play music to their wine to help it age more gracefully. Don't ask me the science of it. They don't play it Justin Bieber. Now, um, at its heart, it is just about storytelling. Everything we do is just about storytelling. And um, stories didn't start with a Facebook post. I know there's a lot of talk of digital um, throughout this conference and no doubt for the rest of it as well. Storytelling didn't start with a Facebook post. It didn't start with a tweet. It started with people telling, telling stories to each other. So the first communication would be, you know, clapping, beating, beats, music, melody, and then into more complex things like, uh, you know, long before words ever came along, stories were told like that picture dictates there. All the digital revolution has done is it means that we can search for those stories better, um, sort them better, and share those stories better. Now, our biggest strength is the ability to blend sounds. And um, that's what we do in radio. But there's also a lot of strength in just having a simple, strong piece of audio and sound. AT is a disorder. It slows the thinking process down. It affects the immune system. There is no cure. You've got no hope. You'll just... What do you do? And... You just look at your little girl. That's perfect. And you can't understand and you can't get your head around how you're going to get through anything. So, um... You don't look to the future. Because if you do, you're not going to get through today. Now, written down those words would have had nowhere near the impact that that 40 seconds worth of audio had. It also meant that the listeners to that radio station in the UK parted with hundreds of thousands of pounds for a good cause. Now, speed of sound is really, really important. When someone dies, it's a very emotional and reflective time. And it gives us the opportunity in radio to create something, to combine sounds, to manipulate sounds, to reflect that. Now, I should add that it's a fine line between reflecting something and respecting something with impact and sickly glorification. You've got to get that absolutely right. It's a thin line. Um, speed was always radio's monopoly. It was always, if you wanted news fast, you went to radio. Digital has changed that slightly. But actually, there's a radio station in the UK, some of you might know, it's called Five Live. It's the BBC's news and sports station. They use lines like, there isn't an app on your phone that can get you the football goals quicker than we do. And it's a point well made. And also, of course, with radio, with sound, you can be doing something else at the same time. That's our key strength. Now, the artist Prince meant a lot to a lot of people. And within an hour of the news of him passing, we'd got a piece of audio ready to go on our production vault service. That's our imaging service. And it sounded like this. A lot of times you listen to his song and go, that's weird. And then about the third time you go, oh, wow, I love that. He was the master at being first an artist and being first a persona and a live performer. It's, it's not something you can explain. It's a gift that he has. This was a guy who lived within music. myself how to play music and I just stuck with it and I did it all the time. 
sooner or later, people in the neighborhood heard about me and then they started to talk about me. Once I got that support from people, then I believed I could do anything. One of the most iconic artists of all time. The one and only Prince. I never talk down to my audience. I give them a lot of credit to be able to hang with me this long because I've gone through a lot of changes. The thing about Prince is he was just ingrained in this community. He was amazing. His impact is going to be lasting for a very long time. He was so real. He constantly reinvented himself. Don't worry about digital. That's the message. Written down, there is no Facebook post, no tweet, no banner notification, even actually even a single sound that would compete with the combination of sounds, the manipulation of sounds with something along the lines of that. Now, so-called mood stations are springing up everywhere. So in the UK, there's a mood station called Smooth Radio. And what's your story is the thing that unites that radio station. So it could be... Um, a, uh, something for, on, across one program or across more likely across the whole station. But it doesn't matter if your station is not a mood station like Smoothies, if it's more eclectic, and I know a lot of you work for more eclectic stations, more varied music, it's the same thing. There'll be something that ties in, that unites the whole of that radio station, that ties it in. So when listeners are listening in again and again, they know the story of the radio station. As an example, if your radio station is, say, about trust and caring, then if you were to have listener wind-up calls in the breakfast show, it wouldn't fit that narrative. So have a think about what the story of your radio station is and stick to that story across your output. The furniture, in this sense, is not what you're sat on. It's not what you just had your delicious lunch off. It is the sounds that accompany the main sounds. So for example, things like pads, beds, sonic logos, those kind of things. Now, as an illustration, here's the top of our news bulletin. Our top stories at three. Donald Trump says an investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the American election. Here's that same top of our news bulletin with music. Our top story is at three. Donald Trump says an investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the American election. Instantly, that has more gravitas. Instantly, it has more impact because of the right choice of furniture, music in this case. Here's that same top of our news bulletin where someone's not listening to the output. Our top stories at three, Donald Trump says an investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the American election. Now, we'll talk about the tech side of things shortly, but here's that same top of our news bulletin where someone has chosen the furniture completely wrongly. Our top stories at three, Donald Trump says an investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the American election. Clearly, that's an extreme example. But the point that I'm illustrating is choose your furniture very wisely. It doesn't just dilute what you're trying to say, it can absolutely destroy what you're trying to say. And actually, I can illustrate that another way. Um, with films, so things like James Bond, uh, Gladiator, Star Wars, the furniture is really, really important. So in that sense, it's the, the music and the soundtrack. If you were to take out the music and soundtrack from those films and put something completely different on, it changes the whole impact of the film. And if you go onto YouTube later on and type in exactly what I've just said, you'll see examples of that where someone's done, done that. It's hugely entertaining, but for the point of what I'm trying to illustrate, you'll see that the impact of the film is completely gone. Now, radio station branding, for those of us who have been producing as long as I have, um, which is well over 20 years, was very simple back in the day. Say the name of the radio station. Say the radio na name of the radio station again, and again, and again. 
Now, it's got a lot more complicated. And actually, I've not produced for a little while, but when I look at the stuff that producers produce, our producers, but produce you guys as well on Pro Tools, it's truly mind-blowing stuff. And from a producer's point of view, I kind of wish I was still producing now, because it's more creative, it's more fun, it's more entertaining. It fits in with the entertainment of the whole radio station. It's become more part of the entertainment of the radio station. Now, on that note, when you're thinking about the branding of the radio station, the actual choice of that branding is really, really important. For example... Don't use that sound. There are certain sounds. There's a medical condition called misophonia, and it relates to sounds that make us angry or irritated. And it's trigger sounds. So you'll know these trigger sounds. Things like crisp packets... Babies, I've got a baby. Babies crying. Um, people snoring. People breathing really, really heavily. Those sounds affect a part of the brain called the anterior insula, and um, make us angry. It's, it's a sort of sound rage. And thinking about it from the point of view of radio, even a mild form of that sound rage can be relevant. So having a really good think about um, the sounds that you use for your branding and your on-air sounds, and then triggers come into play as well. So I've only got to show you this picture. And instantly, you're remembering that, that sound that I just played you a few moments ago. It's horrible. And the same thing triggers work with, with music. So I could play a piece of music from 10 years ago, from 20 years ago, from when you were a child. In fact, I only need to play just a few notes. And instantly, you're back in that place. It's, it's, it's great. That's the power of sound, the power of, of music. Um, the great musician, songwriter, lyricist, Billy Joel, wrote a piece of classical music once. He tried and tried to put words to this piece of classical music, and it didn't convey the emotion that he was trying to convey. And this is what he said. So in other words, you've probably heard the phrase, words can't do it justice. That is the, the power of music, the strength of music. And now, You may not have expected someone working for a branding and jingles company to celebrate silence. I am doing. It's very, very impactful. It grabs attention. I can illustrate that. Here's a Honda ad from a few years ago. Want a sneak peek of the new Honda CRV Black Edition? Close your eyes. The Honda CRV Black Edition. All the power of an SUV, all the clever thinking of a Honda, all in black. See it for yourself at Henry's Honda, Cross Maloof, Glasgow. Now, as producers, I can see a few producers in this room, you don't have to fill your entire Pro Tools screen with audio. Sorry, guys. You don't have to fill your entire Adobe screen with audio. If the message is strong, like that, um, Leave space, leave silence. It's really, really impactful. If the message is good, it will cut through. Now, sometimes we as producers will spend hours, days, weeks, even months. I bet there's some producers here who have worked on projects for months that are sometimes destroyed at the point of delivery, and, um, which is obviously quite disheartening. There's two things that I would suggest for you to think about at your radio station. They are the processing and the online Output. The reason I say that, obviously, is digital radio is, is growing. The more time that you spend on how that sounds to listeners, then um, the better. So listen to your station output with a critical ear when you go back. Better still, listen to a friend's 
radio station output and feedback. I'm sure they'd be very, very grateful of that. Fresh ears spot the obvious. So, for example, listen in the car, listen in the kitchen, listen in the gym, listen to your phone, listen where you think listeners will be listening. It's very easy to go into the shiny of the studios I've seen since I've been here, these beautiful, beautiful studios, to sit in these studios and stick the headphones on and think, this sounds fantastic. But it's only when you listen off air and listen to the online feed that you spot things. Ah, right, okay, yeah, that's, that's, I need to do something about that. Now, anyone know what this is? Doesn't matter if you don't. It's a 3D microphone. Now, um, if you know what the 3D microphone is, as an example, if you know what the 3D microphone is capable of, then you can create the radio programs that best use that 3D microphone. So it, it used to be back in the day that radio station programmers like me would go to the tech team, the, 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 um, the station engineer, and say, as an example, it's a glorious day outside, I'd like to broadcast from the roof of the radio station. That was a classic. Now, it might be slightly more relevant from the UK, where it rains all the time, uh, but you get the point. These days, it's the other way around. Technicians, engineers are coming to us with pieces of kit like that, saying, this is a fantastic piece of kit. How would you like to use it? This is what it does. How would you like to use this 3D microphone? The producers at Real World will spend a lot of time thinking about, I was only talking to you earlier, about frequencies. What happens when you manipulate sound, which is what we do as, as producers, when you blend sounds together, is some funny things can happen because you're not working with an original sound anymore. One frequency can cancel out another frequency. One frequency can make another frequency sound a bit more dull. And so we'll spend time listening to the voiceover, the singer, the music, the sound design, and make sure that it is exactly the same as what we planned, as, as what it is on the Pro Tools session. Um, something really, really important. You assume that everything will be exactly as you planned it, but frequencies do funny things. The radio station jingle is dead. Long live the radio jingle. Now, over the last, I don't know, 10 years, radio jingles have had a bit of a bad reputation. Now, particularly with younger brands. So you might hear people saying, oh, no, a bit cheesy, dated, old-fashioned radio jingles. So we'll get briefs at, at Real World that say things like, yeah, we don't want any singing, we don't want any music, and all they would do is they'd just focus on manipulating a voice and playing with sound design because they thought that was cool and that's what people wanted to hear. It's a big mistake. We did a project for Radio 1 Extra. For those people who don't know, it's the BBC's urban station, the biggest urban station in the UK, and this is what we did. BBC Radio 1 Extra. Let's go! We got them big vibes. We do this for the culture. On air. On the ground. To my people back in one extra On air On the ground This is BBC Radio BBC Radio One Extra Now you all say to me, hold on, that's got singing in it. It's got music in it. But it's really, really cool singing, cool music. The key here is authenticity. We talk about it a lot. So in that project, that particular project, we recruited six rappers to do that jingle package. It's a jingle package. It's got six rappers. Um, and Henry Ford said, the inventor of the motor car, he, he was once asked why he didn't ask people's opinion about what they wanted from a motor car. He said, if I'd asked people's opinions, they would have just said, we want faster horses. Sometimes you've just got to stick to what you believe. 
And we believe, I mean, I've already said it, music and melody was important thousands of years ago. It's important now. It will be important in thousands of years' time. It reaches deep into the soul. We do another uh, product called Fusion, which fuses together the impact of imaging and also the sonic recall of jingles. It sounds like this. Fusion. Three, two, one. Power. Power. 96. Now, there's still also very, very much a need for traditional sung jingles. We did a package for a radio station in Norway called NRKP1, and we flew to Oslo to record an orchestra to do the package. Now, you may not have heard of NRKP1. You may not have ever listened to NRKP1, but all I'd have to do is play you this one single short jingle, and you'll have an idea about the radio station. Real World's creative director is Eric Huber. He's been working for sound, with sound for 30 years plus. And he has a theory that why say it when you can sing it? In creating a strong listener connection and reaction to your brand, there are two primary vectors or, or qualities that come to mind from a jingle perspective. The first being melody. There's no better tool for aiding listener recall than melody. And the second is emotionality. Ultimately, what we want to do is create an emotional bond between your audience and your brand. And there's no better way to move people emotionally than with music. And so to illustrate those two points of melody and emotionality, what I'm going to do is contrast the spoken version of a brand statement or a strap line with the musical version. I'm just going to, going to play them back to back. For example, if I were to say, the biggest family, Radio 2 that may or may not get an emotional response as you hear me say those words, the biggest family, Radio 2. Let me contrast that with the musical version of the same verbiage. Same verbiage, same words, but there's a completely different emotional response to the musical setting of those words. It puts a smile on my face. It has an emotional context to it. I might want to move my body or tap my toe. Again, the point being that we are creating an emotional response that does not exist if I were to just speak that strap line. Uh, let's try another example. Heart breakfast with Jamie and Emma. This is heart. Again, you may or may not have an emotional reaction to those words as I say them. Let's try the musical version. It's bright, it's feel-good, it's celebratory. It has a whole emotional resonance to it that, for me at least, is lacking if I were to just say the words, heart breakfast with Jamie and Emma. 
And, and that's just one tiny glimpse of why I'm so passionate about what we do here with Jingles with respect to creating strong emotional connections to your brand. Now, the Heart Breakfast show has changed recently. It's gone national in the UK, so it's got different presenters. literally just happened, but the point remains. By the way, have you ever seen a man so enthusiastic about jingles? Um, now, they say that, uh, or it's been proven, that audio with a utility to it, in other words, audio that accompanies a content point, has a lot greater impact. So, for example, tech companies, new audio companies are all over that. We used to be all over it in radio, actually. We seem to think of it as a bit sort of old hat now, but clearly, with companies like that um, using it, content points uh, and utility points, have a think about it. Go back to your station, think about how you might use utility audio yourself at the radio station. Um, Sonic Logos, we've talked a little bit about Sonic Logos already. I bet if I said to you, uh, remember the radio station you listened to growing up, and can you remember the jingles, can you remember the Sonic Logo from that radio station, you probably still could. It's a little bit like what Eric spoke about there. There is a, or there was a wine study, a study in a wine shop. Yes, that's the second mention of wine in this presentation. And what they did in the wine shop was they would play German music to the consumers in the wine shop, and the German wine outsold the French wine five bottles to one. They played French wine in the same shop. The French wine outsold the German wine two bottles to one. And as people were leaving the shop, they interviewed them and said, did the music that was playing have any impact on your buying decision? No, none whatsoever. That's the power of music. The film score composer, some of you might know him, Hans Zimmer, he talks about music, sound, being the invisible character in the plot. He's absolutely right. Vital, but invisible. And it's the same what we do in radio, apart from we tell our stories in a much, much shorter space of time, but it's the same thing. Now, when talking about choosing the sound that's right for your radio station, here's Eric. So what are the ingredients for the perfect jingle for your brand? That is a question that we ask every time we embark on a project for a new client. Uh, we want to use every tool, every production detail at our disposal in order to convey your brand values in the jingle or in the music package. And some of the details that we might consider are, what is the musicality of the package? What's the tonality? What's the tempo? Is it major key or minor key? What singers are we going to select? What instrumentation are we going to lean on? Is it more electronic and current and contemporary? Is it more acoustic? Is it guitar based? Is it a symphony orchestra? Uh, from a, a mixing and mastering perspective, are we going to mix the jingle aggressively and forward with a lot of compression to it, or is it going to be more uh, laid back and more natural sounding? And just to illustrate some of these facets to the production, I'm going to play a couple of contrasting examples so we can discuss them real quick. Very spare orchestration, uh, very down-tempo, obviously. It creates a certain emotional response in terms of comfort uh, or trust, perhaps. Uh, there's a full-string orchestra. There's acoustic guitar. The vocal group is a little bit older, so it has a more uh, heritage sort of sound. Uh, contrast that, for example, with this example.
very forward sound from a mix and mastering standpoint. The guitars are crunchy and electric. There's a lot of synthesizer action going on, very up-tempo. A younger vocal group, a completely emotional context. And again, these are, are details that we're going to consider every single time we work with a new client because every one of those factors has a big impact in terms of how the jingle lands and ultimately how it connects with your audience. I'd like to finish by playing you some highlights from the last year. Now, we created the new sound of Radio 1 Breakfast. That's the BBC's breakfast show. We did it across um, weekdays and weekends. You're going to hear the weekday version, which is Greg James. They wanted a sound that was a little bit like the Greatest Showman film. If you've seen the film, then I hope you think that we've achieved that. Um, it's a new Sonic logo, new themes as well. You'll also hear the new sound of Heart UK, which is the UK's largest radio station. Now... Um, they've got a slogan that we have to find a very creative way of singing to make it fit in with that younger sound. You'll also hear bits of our imaging library, which is called Production Vault. You'll hear Vaults, CHR, and Urban. And you'll also hear a little bit of our brand new imaging service, which is called Red Hits. I hope you like it. One, Radio One Breakfast. With Greg James. With Greg James. Turn the music up. Love the variety. This is why I listen. More hit music every weekday. Red. Non-stop summer songs. You are my sunshine. More music, more variety, more sunshine. All day, every day. Turn up all summer long. 104.3 My FM. Are you ready? Yeah. Turn it up. All the hits. I love this. Let's go. Red hits. Let's go. We got them big vibes. We do this for the culture. This is BBC Radio. One X. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. Hey, this is Justin Bieber. This is I Don't Care. Right here on Red Hits. I'm at a party I don't want to be at. New York's home of music variety. Hey, it's Ava Max. Hey, this is Dana Shea. Hey, this is my favorite station. 106.7 Light FM. The music. Bring that noise. Listen to Red Hits all summer long for your chance to win the hottest concert tickets to the biggest shows. Everybody! Get your summer started now with Red Hits. Finally, to wrap up, five points for the believers in the power of sound. Number one, use music. 
doesn't matter if it's commercial music, if it's your own music, if it's our music, just make sure it's a part of the mix. Music reaches deep into the soul. It has a deep emotional connection. Always did, does now, it always will. Use music. Know the story. So we spoke about having an umbrella story, a story arc, a storyline. If your station is a mood station, it's slightly easier, but it doesn't matter. If you pay a, w a wide variety of music, what's the story that unites the whole radio station? Reduce the noise. What is it that's getting in the way of that story, that message? It could be anything. Is it something that you can reduce? Now, here's one. You might have a really, really friendly commercial department who say, yep, yeah, okay, and you can include that storyline, that story arc, through the commercial output as well, really uniting the station. Have technical awareness or a tech friend. Not everyone is technical. It doesn't really matter. But sound, at its most basic level, the impact of sound, is just about science. So having that scientific understanding and the technical knowledge will really, really help you. If you yourself are not technical, there's plenty of people in this conference I'm sure will be quite happy to help you. Finally, check the furniture. Is that travel bed that's been on for three years now, is it still relevant today? Remember the furniture, or the wrong choice of furniture, doesn't just dilute what you're trying to, to say, it can completely destroy it. So go back to your station, have a think about the furniture. Now, it's easy to overlook sound because it's just what we do day in, day out. But advertising agencies use phrases like um, sound unlocks the senses, it's the key to the soul, it has a deep emotional connection. So when you go back to your radio stations and you're thinking about your on-air lineup, you're thinking about your music, you're thinking about your process, and yes, of course, thinking about your branding and jingles, do it from the perspective of its hidden strengths. Believe in the power of sound. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Paul. We have about five minutes for questions, if anyone has any. Hi, I'm Selena. I image East Coast Radio and Jacaranda FM. Do you think a lot of stations moved away from jingles because they were using jingles that are sort of on the same line as the music they play and not a little hotter? And the second question is, what is the key, what is the best advice you can give, it's a technical question, to key mixing? To what uh, mixing, sorry? Uh, mixing in keys with acapellas and instrumentals. Yeah, now I'm not a producer, I've not produced for 15 years, so all of that came in since I was producing, but our producers use um, tuned vocals and they've all got sort of piano keyboards, you know, electric keyboards in front, so they, you know, they match things to different keys. We've got a big wheel on the wall at work, which is the, the, the key matches, you know, if you do something in this key, it'll match this key. Um, it's available on the, on the internet. Your other question was about um, jingles, um, sung jingles. Uh, we, so what, what sometimes happens is we might have a hot AC station that takes a CHR package, and you know an AC that takes a, a hot AC package. So there's two trains of thought. Actually, if there's any Americans in the audience, or if you listen to American music, um, the jingles often on American stations are um, quite very forward. So that's why we've got a European office now, actually, and, and for, for the rest of the world, not just Europe, because uh, American jingles sometimes would clash with the music they were playing. But that was deliberate, so that the, the name of the radio station jumped out really, really high. In Europe, that's not the case quite so much. Vocals are thinner. Some people want that full American kiss sort of sound, but the vocals are a thinner sound, and the jingles sort of move into the music much easier. Any other questions? Hi, um, I'm Norms from Jacaranda, sound engineer. Um, I just want to ask, what's your take on using 
um, when you say watch or look at your furniture, yeah. what's your take on using music um, with synthesizers? We use it loads. Do you mean for the actual furniture? For, for a commercial, for, for a radio ad. So um, um, whether it's a female or a male voice, deep or high-pitched, what's your take on using background music with synthesizers? High-pitched high synthesizers. Yeah, it, it depends on... The, well, we've spoke a bit about frequencies there, so there's no, as long as there's no clashes. But we use synthesizers loads. I'm pretty much... You know, a lot of what you've heard, um, some of it will be live instruments, but we use synthesizers just as much. So it depends on the format of the radio station, where it is in the mix, because you want your voice to, you know, sort of speak at pop. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's exactly what I said there about frequencies, just listening after you put everything together to find out nothing's cancelling anything else out, nothing's making anything more dull. Um, but yeah, we use, we use synths keyboards. Yes. Uh, my name is Kenneth from SMUFM in Karangua. I'm a music producer and also radio producer. Um, I've heard you mention the issue of you're using Pro Tools. Now, I want to understand the difference between, uh, like myself, I'm using um, Logic Pro X. So I want to understand the difference between uh, actually the output quality in terms of Pro Tools and, 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 and other digital workstation. And secondly, um, do you pay for commissioning artists, like musicians would come and play instruments or also do vocals for song genres? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, in fact, I'm going to the issue of our community radio stations in South Africa. Like, there's a lack of budget in terms of maybe paying musicians who come and do a song channel. So, what what's your advice in terms of that? We have a set of um, composers and vocal producers and um, people who are uh, permanently staff. But then, for example, the um, one you heard there in RKP One, we don't have. Uh, an entire symphony orchestra at our disposal. So um, we'd have to hire that symphony orchestra. Obviously, there's a level of um, jingles for, for everyone. So some people might have a jingle package, which the heart jingle package that I played you some of there has been very popular. We've used that around the world for lots of radio stations, so we take out the vocals and, and, and re-sing it. And then a totally custom package where we might use an orchestra, live instruments that you just heard there, like guitars, drums, all that kind of stuff. That's a much bigger undertaking, but um, we can easily take the vocals out of that session and put your, if, if that fits the um, format of your radio station, then put the vocals back in. And sorry, what was your other question? Oh, Pro Tools. Well, I've not produced for many, many years, but I used to produce music and would always produce on Logic, actually. But um, just having wandered around a few, I'd spoken to producers today and been to a few radio stations already, it seems most people are using Pro Tools. We produce for, our, our producers use Pro Tools, but um, we have plugins as well for our products for Adobe Audition. But it depends what you like using. Lovely. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Paul Holmes. Thank you.